welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. March 29th, 2021. What does that date mean? That was two years ago, and that is when the first episode of this podcast came out, which means we are celebrating two years, and I want to give away something fun, and I want to reward all of my loyal listeners and, of course, my new listeners to this podcast. So before I give you valuable information and go into the main topic of this podcast, let's have a little bit of fun, so if you can bear with me. Now, the only way you can win this contest is if you're actually listening right now. I'm not going to put this on Instagram or anywhere else. So by being a listener, you have a chance to win. And when I do a podcast, the first thing, the rule always is it's not about me. It's about you and how you can learn something. This one is a little bit about me, but only because, hey, it's good to know Dietitian Dad, a.k.a. Mike Murphy, who I am a little bit. If you do listen to me a lot, sometimes it's nice to know a little bit more about the person that you listen to. So this contest is called Six Truths and One Lie. And if you know how this game works, I'm going to give you seven facts and you have to guess which one is a lie. Once you have your guess, you get one guess, you can either email it to me, registereddietitianmike at gmail.com, or DM me your guess on Instagram at dietitian underscore dad. All the correct guesses will be put into a hat where I will pick one winner of a prize package worth over $100 full of wellness items. Trust me, you will love it. Oh, and if you happen to be listening and you knew me since I was a kid, you are absolutely excluded from this one because you probably know the lie. Okay, so here are the seven facts in no particular order. I'm going to run through them pretty quick. I don't want this to take forever. This is a, these are facts about me, some from my childhood and some from later in life. Number one, when I was around 10 or 11 years old, I went on a camping trip in the Canadian woods, the Canadian woods, and my cousin and I got lost for almost a day. We got poison ivy and had to knock on random doors in the middle of nowhere to be rescued. And, of course, at the end of the day, we were rescued, and we were fine. Number two, also when I was a child, I decided to climb on a train, and when I was on the train, it started to move, and it got to the point where I had to jump off a actual moving train. I don't know how fast it was going, but I did land and did not break any bones. But if I didn't jump off, I don't know what country or state I would have been in. Number three, in my teen years, I worked as a waiter, well, first a caddy, but then a waiter at a country club in Ohio, and I waited on Jack Nicklaus, if anybody knows who he is, one of the greatest golfers of all time, and he tipped me $500. Number four, in 1986, I was in Florida on vacation at Disney World. I looked up in the sky. I saw a big cloud of smoke. It turned out to be the space shuttle had just blown up. I snapped a picture of that, and I still have a picture to this day. Number five, when I was a teenager, I was sucker punched in the jaw and had to have my mouth wired shut for 
over a month where I could not eat. And luckily, I still had some child or baby teeth, which had to be removed so that I can fit straws to them so I can get food into my body. And we never caught the person that punched me. Okay, and number six, and the last one was, I worked as an intern at a radio station in my senior year of high school. And during that time, I was able to meet all of the biggest acts at the time, which was the early 90s, such as Boys to Men, MC Hammer, um, TLC, and many, many others. Okay, there you have it. Five facts, one absolute lie. Quick summary. Lost in the woods, jumped off a train, Jack Nicholas tip, space shuttle blow up, jaw wired shut, and radio station. Pick one of those and send me your answer. Good luck. And seriously, thank you for so much for listening. If you have listened to almost every episode, you have no idea how much I appreciate your support. The podcast has done very well and better than I can ever expect it to do. So um, just want to thank you again, and um, let's get into some good information. Okay, this is going to be a fun one because after two years, what I want to do is reflect on the last two years worth of episodes, which were 48 total episodes. And even if you listen to them all, you're still going to get, I think, a lot of good thoughts from me on this one because I'm going to go back and pick a few episodes out, and maybe I've changed my mind about a few things I've said. Maybe there's some new information about some things I've gone over. Um, and ex- things like that. So I definitely want th- to have some fun with the previous episodes that I've I've gone over. And, and, and one of the first things that I want to jump right into is episode number 32. And that was from about a year ago. And that, and that was surprisingly a year ago. I went over the semaglutides and the GLP-1 um, medications like Wagovi, Ozempic, of course, Manjaro, these types of medications, I had already kind of jumped on that bandwagon about a year ago, and they're much more popular now. And now that a year has gone by, and what I said in that in that podcast after I went over the medications and, and the studies and the benefits is I said that this is the type of medication that has to be taken for life. And that's the one problem with it in that it is a lifetime. Like if you go on a blood pressure medication – you know, the, you, the assumption is you're going to be on it for life unless, of course, you improve your health some way with weight loss or it's possible you could get off. But the hope is you get off that medication. A Wigovi, um, as I said a year ago, is a, is a medication that you would have to actually be on for life because, of course, the same old, same old happens when you stop taking a medication or doing what you need to do to lose weight. You start gaining the weight back. And a recent study that just came out on WebMD, actually on March 30th, um, is titled Patients Who Stop Weight Loss Drug Regain Weight in Five Years. And the drug they're referring to is Wagovi or Ozembic. And they go on to say that it's actually more likely to regain the weight two or three years later. And again, this is, this is the crux of any weight loss issue in that when you go on something that seems too good to be true, it probably is only because you have to make the deal with the devil that you're going to do it forever. And in the case of a smaglutide of such as Wigovi, you you know, you can do it forever, but of course we have to talk about the cost of that monthly the monthly payments um, for that medications for some people it's a lot of money. And of course, who knows what the side effects of long-term usage of these drugs are. So, although they seem 
amazing and they actually work and I do love them. We also have to look at the negatives and this is one of them. So now if you know me, you know I work mostly in weight loss surgery and, and this is where a medication like this could definitely stop people from having weight loss surgery. But I think in the long term, what it will do is assist people who are looking at weight loss surgery, meaning people that are extremely obese can go on this medication and drop 50 pounds before their weight loss surgery to make that surgery safer. And people who are heavy enough to qualify for weight loss surgery can still utilize these medications after their surgery if they hit a plateau. And because they they already have that permanent smaller stomach, the hope is that if they go off and on the Wagovi, that it, it won't result in regain. But that's still going to, we're going to have to see down the road. Okay, let me take you all the way back to two years ago to episode number two. Go back and listen to this one. So this was actually not too bad for, for me being, you know, pretty new at this. But it's titled The Most Important Concept You Must Understand for Weight Loss. And two years later, this is still one of the most most common lectures or talks I give at support groups or when I'm on TikTok or making a video. And that's the concept of calorie density, caloric density. You know, the, how many calories can be packed into um, a half a cup of food, for instance. You can have a half a cup of berries and that those would have 40 calories. Or you can have a half a cup of oil or peanut butter, which can have over 500 calories in the exact same amount. This concept isn't hard to understand, hopefully, but it's still important to note because how many times have I heard, and maybe you have said this, gosh, I don't eat a lot. You know, I just, I don't understand why I'm heavy. I don't understand why I can't lose weight. I don't eat a lot. I don't eat all day. I, you know, on and on. And then you say to yourself, well, yeah, that's weird. How do you not, you know, if you don't eat a lot, don't eat huge portions of food, skip breakfast. Well, the answer lies in the density of the food you're eating. Now, maybe there are some people that don't eat high calorie density foods, but I usually find if I dig deep, then the person, again, not eating large bites, tons of bites of food, you know, 100 bites at one sitting, but every bite they're eating, even though it's 10 bites, has 50 calories per bite or sometimes 100 calories per bite. And you can have 100 bites with 2 calories per bite or 10, 10 bites with 100 calories per bite. And that's the important difference that you must understand. And of course, your high-dense foods would be your nuts, your peanut butters, your oils, your butters, um, foods with minimal water content, of course, fried, fried meats, um, usually anything with a lot more fat in them because fat has 9 calories per gram, whereas a carb or a protein has only 4 calories per gram. So when you have something high in fat, it doesn't take up as much space, but it has more calories. So go back and listen to episode two if you haven't already. Of course, I'm very proud of episodes three, four, and five for those of, my, for those of you who are in the weight loss surgery world. One of my main goals of doing this podcast was to put everything that I knew about weight loss surgery after 20 years almost into, a, into these episodes that anybody could listen to even 10 years down the road. And I went back and listened to them two years later. Um, and there's a part one, two, and three. There probably could be a part four. In fact, that's probably going to be the next one. But going back to listen to them, even after two years, nothing has changed. That's the one thing I noticed about the weight loss surgery world is we don't see a lot of changes um, over time. Yes, there are a few new surgery options. Um, of course, the weight loss medications have crept up. 
but the gastric sleeve, the gastric bypass are still the, the main surgeries. And the advice and the education I offered in those episodes pretty much remains the same. Mm, wait a minute, maybe not. So as the years go by, I'm, I'm less convinced that we have to avoid carbonation. We already know straws are kind of silly, although they may cause some more gas. And then even caffeine. I mean, as, as many years as I've, I've recommended no caffeine, it, it still isn't shown in any studies that caffeine really causes any issues. So on a small scale, carbonation, caffeine, maybe alcohol, straws, some of these things that kind of built up a mythical status over the years don't seem to be a big deal. Uh, looking at episode seven, which I titled The Four Pillars of Weight Loss, um, you know, again, this is one that I really am proud of, and you should go back and listen if you haven't in a while or if you just haven't. Um, you know, putting together these four concepts when it comes to weight loss and improved health, um, I went over in this episode basically the nutritional component, the psychological or mental component, the strength training, and the cardio component. Four very important um, aspects of improved health and weight loss that that all have a lot um, that all have a lot of nuances to them, and mastering all four is quite impossible. And I, I went over that in this episode. But our goal is, if we can have let's say a one to ten scale, where where uh, ten would be the where the master of that component, and one would be, of course, we have a lot to learn. Your goal is to build up as much knowledge or activity on all four components. So if your nutrition is your weak point and you're only at like a three, then you focus on that. Whereas you, maybe you like to work out. Maybe you're a runner and you lift weights. So those are eights. Um, your, your mental game is strong. You're at a seven. So if you're, you know, you, you analyze those numbers. And if your three is the nutrition, that's the one you focus on. Once you bring that up to a six or seven, maybe course by doing that you had less time to focus on strength training so that fell to a five so you want to build that up back to a seven or eight but by doing that maybe you hit a a lull in your mental game maybe something happened in your life where you got depressed or you you lost your motivation now that's a three so you can see how it's almost impossible to have all tens in these four and i go over that um, more extensively in that episode so again you can go back and listen to that Another really a common thing that I talk to about with my clients and patients and hear a lot are, of course, the dreaded stalls or the dreaded weight regain. And so I dedicated two of the last 48 episodes to covering my strategies and I'm really uh, to overcome this. And I'm really proud of the last episode, episode 48, um, with that, which just came out. But they're back in uh, um, episode 16 as well. There's a really good um I really went over how to overcome weight loss plateaus and weight loss stalls that I think even after two years still resonate today. Um, definitely worth a listen. But if you find that that's your main concern, I got you covered with those episodes and I know that I'll do more in the future. Of course, there's so many. I mean, every episode I put out is my baby. I love them all. So please, if you have time, throw them on, hit play and just sit back and listen. I always recommend you listen at a faster speed. But that's how I do it. But, and then I did interview one patient named Danielle about six months ago. Really proud of that episode. And I, I definitely plan in the future to interview more people, more experts, anybody I can get on. Because I think that's 
besides my voice, it's good to listen to other people talk on this podcast. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. Short and sweet episode. Enter the contest. I love to see your guesses to see if anybody can get that one right. And um, make sure, if you want to give me a gift for my two-year anniversary, <laughs> give me a review in any way, shape, or form. My podcast review, you can find me, Dietitian Dad, on Google. You can give me a review there. Anyway, reviews are gold, and they are so hard to get. So if you haven't reviewed my podcast and you have listened, my only request after two years is just even give me a star rating. You don't even have to write anything. Just give me a rating. That would be amazing. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with another full episode of nutrition knowledge to help you become a better person, a healthier person, to lose weight, whatever it is that you need. I'm trying to give you on this podcast. So thanks a lot again. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.